0: folks, and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley
1: Brooke Roberts.
0: This is a podcast uh, where we talk about some TV sometimes and mostly our
1: lives. The comings and goings of the Brooke Roberts household. So we had a big day today.
0: I guess we could tell you a little bit about our day. Wow,
1: well, you didn't react to me calling it the Brooke Roberts that's, household. It's fine with me. Are we going to, when we have a child, are we going to hyphenate their name? Yes, Roberts, it's going to Brooke be, Roberts Maritato? No,
0: it's going to be whatever their first name is uh, and then whatever their middle name is. And then my la- first name, then my last name, then my middle name, all hyphenated, and then Calvin you can...
1: Klein, Nick Maritato, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, Calvin Klein. <laughs> now, why Calvin Klein? I just decided that's what we're going to name our kid.
0: Calvin Klein sucks, right?
1: I think. What's up now, with Calvin? Klein? I think that like they got sort of watered down with their their outlet options and well, they're one, ready at, to wear.
0: At one time, were they did they not suck? Like, oh, absolutely! They were cool, yeah, just because their jeans were good,
1: their jeans were good, but they also had couture that people loved. Like, um, what was JFK's son's name?
0: John, John.
1: And he lived in New York, and he yeah. dated like a. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I could be all of my Madonna. like all of my late 90s trivia could be getting mushed up, but I think he dated like a Calvin Klein designer. There was a time when that sort of very like plain um waspy couture was in I I hope it's gone nothing to me is more boring than like upper class white people outfits they're all monochrome none of them there's no patterns there's no ruffles it's very bland it's like who can be the most bland which of course you know one might argue has um evolved into the Kardashian um what's her line called skims
0: skims because it's yeah. it's like kim's skin i think that's the
1: idea yeah but it's all like very um simple silhouettes and mono- I, monochrome colors I, I
0: thought those were just like purely like girdles
1: no now there's like bodysuits. right right i thought there was just like and shirts
0: underwear
1: no it's I, I it's outerwear as well but it's just all very form-fitting
0: fascinating fascinating uh the world of fashion you know you you peek your head in and it's just you never know where it ends where it begins
1: as your number one fashion podcast Mm -hmm. as experts in the field that's us we have to say get all your clothes at goodwill boy oh boy did we have a day yes
0: i haven't been able to get clothes at goodwill recently it's just me vlogging with Goodwill—it's just turned into—it's uh, turned into too too much VHS for me. So I I just don't even go to the T-shirts anymore like I used to.
1: There was a time in Nick and I's life where we would go visit my grandparents in Virginia, and we would hit up the Goodwills that I knew and love. And we would walk into a Goodwill and we would buy a Cats on Broadway t-shirt for a dollar. We'd buy a Gravedigger t-shirt for a dollar. We'd buy a very cool Betty Boop t-shirt for a dollar. I mean, we were buying incredible vintage t-shirts for nothing. And then the, something changed at Goodwill something very obvious changed which is they stopped having nice vintage clothes like thread worn type shirts they only wanted new shirts but all those new shirts would be like the free planet fitness shirt you got when you signed up and they started replacing all of their cool vintage jewelry with like bobble type things from Marshall's something happened do you know somebody who works at Goodwill? Please, let me talk to them. I need to know why this happened. I I, I understand that it did happen and that I, there's nothing I can do about it, but I want to know
0: why. As uh, as Ashley was saying about it being Marshalls, if you, if you watch my vlog, that's something that I bitch about quite a bit is when I walk into a Goodwill and it reminds me of a Marshalls. It is sort of something that has happened. They're curated kind of now, like in a way where it's like they don't just put everything out. Which I I think they think that we want something that we don't want. I don't want like a nice shirt.
1: They think you want new clothing, but they think like, so like a shirt from Walmart that's new, they will put on the floor instead of like a beautiful threadbare You know ll bean shirt from the from 1982 which you're like that's the thing i want that's been worn to perfection it reminds me of when do you remember this when we were at the pta thrift store in carborough and i found this shirt that was just like perfectly threadbare and had some incredibly placed holes it was a blue shirt and i was like the 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 wear on this shirt is mm, art And I took it up to the cash register to buy it. It was like in the dollar bin. And the woman was like, oh, you want to buy this? This shouldn't have been on the floor. We should have, we should have tagged this and, and pulled it out. And I was like, no, no, I definitely want to buy this. And she was confused. And I was like, this is a beautiful. But it's impossible to explain to a person, like, I want this shirt because of how it's been aged. It's
0: damaged correctly.
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's damaged in the precise way. What are those people hollering about? Is there like a football game on?
0: There, I think, is a football game on. But I think also, I thought that was, I, I really didn't think that was a dog.
1: Our neighborhood is interesting. When you were gone last Sunday for the playoffs, it was so loud. People were like hooting and hollering all day. And I was like, what is going on? And then I remembered that it was the playoffs.
0: It's interesting, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I guess there is some football on. It's maybe the uh, late game is winding up uh, at this point. I don't know who it might be, like a a Los Angeles team.
1: That makes sense.
0: Um, could find out. Um, well,
1: you find out while I talk about our neighborhood and I talk about things I've been up to here.
0: Uh, that's fine. I still have stuff to say about the Goodwills. Oh, and, okay, and, yeah, and go that, for it. And, and of that uh, nature, um, I I think that there might be. I I do think that it, yes, they there's some change in like a corporate of Goodwill yes. that they've decided to try to upscale them a little bit. And yes, not putting everything out on the floor kind of sucks, but I do think that that was probably always for Goodwills that they're not putting certain things out on the floor and then maybe just regular kind of mom and pop thrift stores would. Um, I don't know exactly, but I suspect that famous young people this day and age with their Instagram, uh, you know, lives that they live, we get to we get to see what, what how they look, the way they look. They take us into their lives a little bit, and I think that they've made thrift stores more popular yeah. for younger people. Yeah. When I was young, when you were young, I know we had two different childhoods, and you were of a, a, a world in which you shopped at thrift stores. That's all
1: we did, yeah. We only went to Goodwill and PTA thrift store.
0: Right, and I think also when you got older and you had a choice in the matter.
1: That's all I ever wanted you, to go to. You
0: lived an alternative lifestyle. Yeah. You had cool punk hair. I had okay. cool punk
1: hair and I would buy, like, my thing in high school were, like, big, like, plaid men's shirt. I mean, plaid men's pants that you would cut off into shorts and then you'd wear, like, like old collared men's shirts with them. And you looked so cool yeah, you with your like chain a, wallet and your Doc Martens. Like a soccer
0: hooligan or something.
1: Yeah, and your, your Doc Martens, your right. chain wallet, and your at-home haircut.
0: Well, let me just say that if you didn't grow up that way, and that's a particular small sort of group of sort of uh, outcasts, I would say, yeah, punks. Just, the
1: art student.
0: Punks. I wasn't a punk when I was a kid. You I were was a n- name nor- brand. Ho. I was a normal kid. You and- were
1: up in the butthole of Abercrombie and Fitch and Nike and Polo. Right.
0: No cool people. No cool kids ever wanted to show up with like stuff that looked like it was hand me downs or thrifts. It just wasn't cool. It is cool now. Well, I think it also the cool kids now go and thrift and try and find vintage stuff, and uh, I think that's because like young, like even rappers talk about how they, you know, like sort of like thrifting sort of stuff that's like you mentioned couture before, but like finding stuff that could be like a thrift version of that and uh, basing their outfits around thrifted stuff. But then also having like a lot of jewelry on that's really expensive. Right. So you, yeah. you have like a, like a shitty like corn thrifted T-shirt. Yeah. And then but you're watching it. You're wearing like a, a diamond encrusted watch. There's something about that sort of aesthetic that got popular with young rappers. Well,
1: I think it's along the same lines of like men's golf pants cut into shorts with Doc Martens. It's like putting an accessory with the thing to like make it to elevate the style.
0: Right, and uh, this is uh, was shown. I was sent an article uh, by our friend Sean, who just saw. I went uh, to the same high school that uh, our friend Sean O'Connor did, and um, ASAP Rocky was taken. Uh, uh, TMZ took a picture of him, and he had a girls' varsity uh, varsity jacket from a soccer the soccer team varsity jacket. From my high school. That's wild. Like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And, um, you know, Not who because knows? he
1: went there, but because it's cool vintage. But because,
0: like, whoever shops for him, like, went to, like, an estate sale or something and bought, like, a cool vintage thing that went with a whatever. And, like, varsity jackets are, like, kind of in right now uh, in different ways. And so he was just wearing, like, a, a St. John Vianney Lancer's girls soccer team varsity jacket and uh it was just fantastic and then they found uh, the girl that it uh, belonged to and uh, she said she never knew what happened to that jacket she thinks she lost it in a move but actually graduated with uh, our friend sean ah. um, i didn't know the girl but i think that's pretty fantastic that's uh, fun so it's like uh, yeah if like asap rocky who is literally a model like yeah. goes to paris and models
1: right he's on um, runways
0: yes and uh is a you know kind of a designer himself and uh He's wearing my high school's varsity jacket just because, like, that's what's cool right now. And I think that's the problem with with thrifting. Uh, I mean, we also tend to thrift in major American cities, uh, you know, New York or L.A. And we've done our fair share on on little road trips, but not enough to kind of pick around and find. It is tough. Los Angeles, I haven't found one thing in a thrift store that wasn't some, like, discarded piece of trash that I find valuable uh, that would be cool to wear. Except... Today, when we went to a friggin' Goodwill and I walked into it 10 minutes later than Ashley because we were the group of people, I decided to go to the comic book toy store with another friend really quick and Ashley found the coolest hat that I've seen in a long time and I'm really pissed off because not only is it just a cool hat on its own, I've been looking for a purple hat to match a pair of purple shoes that I have for years. And this if you go, look, where's that hat? Is it around here?
1: It's up um, yeah, let me grab it. Go Hold ahead on,
0: go ahead and find that hat. And then while you' I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna talk on here for a second while Ashley goes and gets the hat. She doesn't waste time doing it. She goes and gets that hat. Where is it? you got it? Okay. where's the hat, Ash? All right. Ashley is, Ashley's left. Listen, while Ashley's gone, I, I want to say this. She's been doing this to me for like a month straight. I need something in my collection, some sort of article of clothing, and Ashley finds it in her size first and buys it. Nope, go back over there. Go back to that part of the room, Ash. I'm doing something. Go look at the shoe rack. Look at the top pair of shoes. Put that hat next to those shoes and tell me it's not, not only just purple shoes, but literally the exact match of what I'm looking for. And that's why when that hat's missing and I'm somewhere else, you know who's got it. It's, it's on my head. It's not my
1: freaking fault, okay? Because first off, Nick was like, our group was splitting up. We were thrifting with some pals. We're going to tell you all about it. And... Um, Half the group was going to a comic book store and they were going to meet us at Goodwill. So we're just walking around Goodwill and I find this hat, this perfect hat. First off, Nick has never once said to me I did not that he needed it. a purple hat. It's He's just
0: funny because this is the f- like the fourth
1: time in two weeks. Nick, this freaking you are trying to start something that's not true because i'd like to bring something up which is that i have thrifted two hats don't start no shit wouldn't be no shit
0: you know that (laughs) i
1: have thrifted two separate hats that nick has just claimed ownership over for some reason one is my nelson's martinville uh martinsville white hat from like and my, you got it
0: all dirty, and then nobody wears my
1: it. third cousin who has like a sells Hondas in Martinsville. It's that hat, and then the other one is this like very cool sort of '90s hyper neon Shenandoah Valley hat that Nick just like started wearing, and well, then I was found like, that one. "No, you didn't. You did not find that one." And then he just started saying he found it, which is I gave like it to her. bonkers to me because I found that hat in a bin with a camel's hat that was like cigarette hat. Hat. And I was like, I went up to Nick at the Goodwill, and I was like, "Look at this Shenandoah Valley hat I found." He was like, "That's awesome." And then I was like, "In that pile is also a camel's hat. I didn't want it, but maybe you would." And then he went and bought it, and that is where I got my hat. And now it's been—he's—he's tra- he's twisted it in his head. I
0: am not twisting anything.
1: You're the twisted fire starter. Anyway, I got my cool ass hat today. I didn't know Nick needed a purple hat. I just bought it. And been then looking
0: I, one for one for years. Thanks for noticing.
1: And then I go show him, thinking he's gonna be like, "Oh, a cool hat." And And then he's like, you're doing this to me on purpose.
0: Well, first of all, the hat is, okay, we didn't even say why it's a cool hat. It's a purple hat. It's a purple dad cap, but it happens to be what, Seems to be, because it does say Miramax on it, doesn't it? Yeah. It's it's a cast. It was uh, given to the cast a, and crew. It's a crew gift from the English patient.
1: Yeah, so it says the English patient It's across. in
0: such good condition. No it's one incredible. ever wore it. Yeah. They clearly, somebody found it in like a stock room of Miramax and just sent the bag of them somewhere else. It's so cool. <sighs> I'm so pissed off. So the reason why I'm upset is because this is, if this was just it, it'd be just it. I believe I we may have even talked about it last week. We went to the Rose Bowl Flea Market and I was looking for a shirt That matched a different pair of shoes that I have, a specific color, and I'm looking for it and I found one and I'm like, I don't know, it might not be in my size, and I turn around and Ashley's buying it.
1: That is not true. You're rewriting history. Nick found this cool shirt and he was like, this shirt is cool. It doesn't fit me because it was a medium. He like showed it to me. He was like, look, this shirt's cool. It doesn't fit me. And I was like, that shirt is cool. Do you mind if I get it? Because it did not fit him. Okay, And he was like, no, you should get it because it's cool. One of us should be able to get it. And so I got it. You know I was kidding, right? Then we got home. He's got this freaking story he's (laughs) telling people. You know what Nick needs?
0: Because one, I would say three days prior, we went to Disneyland and I was looking for a black spirit jersey Disneyland resort shirt and we looked around all these stores w- they would not find them in my size and right before we left I looked up at the cash register Actually, Ashley's buying it on her. that's in her not size. true either yes that one is a 100% true you know true.
1: what Nick you know what you've officially done what's that you've I'm no longer gonna be thrifting for you because I'm thinking about the time when I found the grave digger shirt which is by far the best thing I've ever found thrifting sure, and sucks. I was like no it doesn't and I was like Nick <laughs> You can have this because it's more your size than mine. Like if I had worn it, it would have been super oversized on me. And then there was like a couple of times I wanted to wear it. And he was freaking weird about it. And it's I my was shirt. Like, I found this shirt. It's the best thing I've ever found. Hold thrifting. on. Let me just
0: see. Hold on. Really quick. Let don't me just see get that your hat. hands off my hat. Let me just see. Can I, can Back up. Can I please just put it you on my never, head really quick?
1: Uh uh-uh, uh. You can never wear this hat.
0: You place it on my head.
1: No, I'm not. It's not going to touch your head. I know what happens to hats when they get on your head. What? They don't come off. And they also get sweaty. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's it. I'm out. I'm no longer going to find gems for you, babe. I'm not going to tell you about the camel hat and the pile of hats. I'm not going to grab you the gravedigger shirt. It's over.
0: So we went and had a good day. How do you feel? I'm fine. (laughs) Let's talk about our day. So we went and had a fun day, Ash. Did we not?
1: We did. We had a really nice hangout. This is something that happens in L.A. That Nick and I are getting used to, and which we are big fans of, which is that things are planned. In advance, and they're sort of like little events that you do with your friends. Instead of a very casual meetup, which is like what New York is, like I'm gonna be in the Lower East Side at seven, I've got a show at eight. Do you wanna like meet up for a quick coffee or something? That's not the case. Now we plan things, and we planned this with um, two other couples where we were going to go to Magnolia Street in Burbank, which is famous for having a lot of thrift stores, including a very specific thrift store called That's a Wrap. And that is, is uh, it,
0: that's a wrap, or it's a wrap.
1: It's it's a wrap.
0: It's a wrap. It's
1: a wrap, and they have um, they all their clothing is from productions. So after a show has filmed, the wardrobe goes to it's a wrap, and then they sell it. So we were really excited to go there, and then hit up a b- bunch of thrift stores. And as we were doing that, we stumbled upon something that was pretty exciting. But I'm gonna let Nick pipe in and and share anything that he would like while we set up the story.
0: Well, it's a wrap is really cool. I mean on the well on the walls, not only did it have a bunch of just like thrifted clothes, and here's the thing, like you're not going in there exactly and like looking through the racks and like finding like John Belushi's toga from like uh Animal House like that's no, not exactly No, but you're exactly... finding like
1: a ruffled dress from Dancing with the Stars. Yeah,
0: or like uh No, you, you are know... finding that. Oh, you I'm found that then. exactly. Yeah. Uh or you fa- you'll find like uh these pair of pants were worn in on the Good Place, you yes, know. It's yeah. stuff like that and you would never know ever. Uh and on the tags they sort of uh tell you what it is. Uh, but I think when you purchase something, they have like a code that they kind of punch in, and they'll tell you exactly where it's from. And you're like, "Oh, cool! Like uh, this is a uh, a shirt from the movie."
1: Uh... Don't look
0: up. Right? Couldn't think of one. <laughs> Couldn't <laughs> Nick think of just one. Movie. Looked at
1: me. <laughs> His eyes went blank. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell that. Could not think of he had a single
0: out. movie. I almost said the Brave Little Toaster, which is a cartoon. Um, oh, I remember that. Yeah, it's a good one, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's a wrap. It was like a, a kind of fun. Uh, and on the walls, they have like placards of like little, uh, you know, hey, this is the. Uh, it was fun. They had a City Slickers two thing for mm-hmm. uh, where it, it had like, uh, you know. The, the Billy Crystal get up with his like dirty Mets cap and stuff. And that was kind of fun. They had, they had the slot machine from the Flintstones, Flintstones Viva rock Vegas, live action, uh, which was really fun. And so if you like that sort of stuff, it was kind of like, uh you know, you can, it, it was like a planet Hollywood, but it was free to get in. You yeah. could just walk around.
1: They had like a bunch of cone heads.
0: Uh, yeah, they did have a <laughs> bunch of cone heads. Um, so that was kind of fun. And did you, you didn't get anything from there.
1: I did not, but I saw a lot of stuff that I liked. It yeah. was just like, you know, they had clothes in there that were originally $500 marked down to 120 So like a Celine silk blouse that was 400 going for 100 And it's like, okay, well, I'm I'm not trying to spend $100 on a thrifted item. I'm trying to get a $5, the English patient hat from Goodwill that will make me feel like I've done everything right in
0: this life. Yeah, and make me feel like, I don't know. Fucking suicidal. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Um, so yeah, it, it was it was fun. Then we left there and that's when the goodwill debacle happened because me and Sean and Sean's son went to a toy store And it was really cool, and I walked around. I got to go back to the toy store. It's like the nicest toy store that had, like, vintage toys and some new stuff and, you know, like movie prints and, you know, uh, movie posters and and uh, this and that, and it was just great. And I want to go back and give it a little bit more time. Uh, and then uh, uh, we went over to that Goodwill, and I was just so disappointed with the Goodwill. And then that's when I left the Goodwill and found out Ashley had been in that Goodwill and bought the one good thing there. So uh, more like bad will. Um, and uh, then we went to some uh, th- this mystic museum. Did we go to
1: another thrift store after
0: that or No. I don't think so. I think we just went to the Mystic Museum.
1: Yeah, which is touted as like the
0: scariest- the scariest store- In, in Burbank in, or something? In, in Los Angeles in Los or something. Angeles. But really, it's just like, I, I guess they sell, I didn't go in the other room. What mm. was in that other room?
1: There were, so there were three rooms. The yeah. first one that we entered was like a bunch of merch for the store Yeah, and then a bunch of Evil Dead merch.
0: Yes, because they had an installation there that you could pay to see that we didn't, but we do plan on going back before it closes where they have a whole bunch of evil dead props um and ashley and i as you guys know from listening to the podcast just watched all three of them over halloween so they might
1: only know that from the patreon did we only do patreon oh
0: i don't know but we watched evil dead one two and then army of darkness and ashley had never seen any of them and then uh we watched them all together and they were so much fun we watched them on vhs
1: and i loved them
0: yes um so uh yeah so uh, we, we went and I only hung out in the merch room because they had all this Evil Dead stuff. Uh, there and i was just like enamored with it didn't know that they were having this thing i was talking to the lady at the at the cash register she was telling me about the installation and all that stuff and uh so what were the other rooms like
1: the second room was sort of like um you know little figurines that would complement your own house of horrors like a jar full of surgical scissors that you would put out for something or like um, like weird little eyeballs and stuff like that and then the third room was basically basically. Basically just tarot cards, candles and a psychic who was like seated in the back who was reading people's cards. But it was all like, "Ooh, are you a little goth? Do you like horror movies? Do you want to decorate your house with the accessories needed to give your guest a certain scare? That's what was going on. It's
0: interesting. This one strip of Burbank had that store and it had two year round Halloween stores. Now, I'm not too sure exactly what the thing is. I, I think in Los Angeles, Halloween's pretty big. People like yeah. to go all out Halloween style, and so maybe it makes sense. But I also think that it just kind of falls under the category of costumes.
1: I think so, too. And people
0: need to find some like cheap costumes for yeah. their little movie that they're making in Studio City or whatever, and they yeah. go there and they buy the fake blood and blah, blah, blah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it made sense in a way, but I had never seen anything like that. Everywhere else, Halloween stores close like, the day after Halloween. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it was kind of fun. I, I like all that stuff, so I was pretty excited.
1: So we were talking to the lady at the Mystic Museum about the Evil Dead sort of room in the back, and she was like, we also have something like a couple of blocks down that's like two different rooms you can go into. It's a part of, it's like another one, it's a branch of our business, and one of the rooms is a slash back video, slash back video, which is sort of like a VHS store, of only horror movies and then the other room was the um the mystic museum parlor which was set up like a seance room and uh we we decided to go there paid 12 bucks went inside they also had a middle room part where you could actually buy vhs's nick had a blast going through them but something that really stuck out uh something that happened to me that you know shook me to my core was that our friend Calla ha- was holding up a movie, and she was like, hey, Ashley, did you ever watch this as a kid? And I came to a full stop because not only did I watch that movie, but it had a uh, incredible impression on my young mind and made me unable to sleep in a room with mirrors until I was about, I don't know, 23, I was able to start doing it. Uh, it's called Watcher in the Woods. And it was a movie made for children, but also, like, involved Satanism and people getting trapped in mirrors forever. And it scared the shit out of me as a kid. And when she was holding that up, it all came rushing back. And she told me that it's on YouTube, Nick, and I'd like to watch it with you and try and break the curse. Is it
0: not on Disney Plus? It's not. Wow. But it it it, it is, like, it wasn't a Disney Clamshell box. It
1: wasn't a Disney clamshell box. It, it did box, look like a
0: bootleg Disney clamshell Kala box. Said,
1: yeah, that it wasn't an original Disney movie, that like they bought the property. Yeah, I'd never really IP. heard of the
0: movie before.
1: Yeah, it scared the crap out of me. We used to watch it at the YMCA all of the time. um So I'm interested in doing a rewatch of that with you and seeing uh, if I'd love I'm still to re-watch scared.
0: It. I'd love to rewatch it. Yeah, um, this was a cool little installation about VHS. It's mostly horror stuff. Uh, you walked into that first room and it just looked like a video store. Um, and then uh, you go into the next room and it, it almost looked like the, the back of a video store. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know exactly what they were doing with the desk part. Oh, yeah. Man. I don't really know. It
1: looked know. like the staff room.
0: And then you went into uh, one room and it looked like a spooky bedroom and like uh, well, the. it had- was
1: the seance room. Like it had a big round table.
0: Oh, you're no, talking no. about the one there on was the a, left. Yeah, there yeah. was a room where like Freddie was like coming out of a bed. I forgot about that. They had like a bo- some Beetlejuice set pieces and stuff, which was really cool. And in the back, it was like the seance room and it was really fun. But I spent most of the time, d- they had uh, two for a dollar VHS boxes. And I kind of picked through them, and I bought two VHSs. And by the way, in a couple weeks, you could see that on my vlog. So you could see a lot of this on the vlog, actually, probably in about two weeks. I hope you're over there. Every Thursday, baby. We've been
1: having a lot of fun making vlogs.
0: Yes. You got Ashley featured on pretty much every single one of my vlogs. So it is my vlog, but... Ashley is on it, featuring Ashley Brooke Rob. I
1: will say, though, that something I don't like is that I'll be like, Nick, don't – I'll be like, start again. Start the shot again. And then he always includes that part <laughs> of me giving him directions. Because
0: I need some sort of comedy in these or I feel like a fraud.
1: Yeah, the last – we did a Disney one. A, the Dis, The third Disney vlog is very fun because I have a sty – In the vlog, and I'm very self-conscious about it. So I, I think I told Nick a couple of times to get out of my face because I have a sty, and he did include that in the vlog, which it's a lot of fun. In retrospect, made me laugh, and you get to see the whole thing about like getting a a a pass and all sorts of fun stuff. Yeah, and
0: also like you could tell on the vlog, you couldn't tell yet. You can tell you you can't tell I have a sty. No, no, no. no. That was that what I was trying to prove. Okay, yeah, he's a sweet baby. How, when did that sty go away, by the way? Uh, a couple it days It kind of just ago, went away.
1: Yeah, it did just sort of... It was there too long, one might say.
0: So, uh, yeah, we had a good time uh, over there in Burbank. We had never been there before. I do love living in Los Angeles. I try to say this every single time that we're driving somewhere and I'm having a good time, and Ashley will always counter it with something that I'm like, oh, damn, she just wouldn't go with me on this. Today, I was just like, I love Los Angeles. Live living here, man. It's just, you know, I love doing this type of thing. I kind of feel like in New York City, we did not ever sort of uh, make use of new york city like i feel like we're making use of los angeles we just really did nothing and you really slammed me uh, back with something i did
1: all sorts of stuff yeah (laughs) (laughs) i was always doing things in new
0: york yeah and i i kind of feel like the last five years of new york city like we walked around our neighborhood a lot we definitely ate at the restaurants in our neighborhood a lot we definitely drank a lot of coffee in our neighborhood a lot. yeah and then at night a couple times a week we'd go out and get drunk
1: yeah, I guess I didn't do much stuff with you. Exactly. Yeah, I I would do things with my gals.
0: Here, you have none, so you have to hang I out with them. I have to hang out with them. <laughs> but I mean, it's fun. Like you were saying earlier in the podcast, like there we do we kind of uh, set up these kind of mini adventures with some folks that want to go, and we all kind of do a day thing. And I and I like that. I don't mind. If I don't I don't need to have like a big event every week, but I would say like if every at least every 13 days uh, at at max there's some sort of friend hangout where we kind of all travel somewhere do a thing and then eat some food that's all i really want and it just it does seem like los angeles is sprawling enough that you can kind of do a whole bunch of new stuff every couple of days and uh it wouldn't uh it wouldn't be boring you know agreed and then you drive there and there's a bunch of mountains and stuff to look at. Yeah. And it's you know? always,
1: the weather's always nice.
0: And and in New York, the trade-off is like, yeah, we can go do it. You have to get on a subway and transfer three times and it's about 45 minutes, but you're there and it only costs you two dollars and 75 cents uh and in los angeles the trade-off is is like yeah you're gonna be just like on a freeway going there and there might be traffic and it might take you a while but you have to be on a crazy seven lane freeway and those are the trade-offs but then once you get off the freeway or you get off the subway you're having magic
1: having magic
0: having a little bit of magic now
1: i explored our neighborhood um, on friday by myself i went We're along the L.A. River, which you might know from Terminator 2. Um, It's usually empty, but it's been raining a lot in L.A. And so the L.A. River is full. There's a ton of wildlife there. And you can just, I, I could just roller skate. You know, there's like a path along the side. There's like a walking path on one side. And I've run on that before, but it's very pebbly, rocky, you know, it's more, it's definitely a walking path. And then the other side is a bike path, roller skating path. So I went over there. I roller skated for a while. It was really fun, but there was these intense Santa Ana winds. Okay. And they were hitting me in the face with little seed pods and leaves. And so I only roller skated for like 40 minutes and I came back and I thought, you know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to freaking do? I am going to go to our pool For the first time and I went to our heated pool and I floated I was the only person in the pool floated on my back and stared up at the palm trees as they whipped around in those Santa Ana winds and it was incredible.
0: It sounds really fun. It wasn't that cold warm out. It wasn't warm. It was chilly. You had had that you had that heated pool and it was had that heated pool. Um, that is real Ashley time. It you really were going to tell us, and really me, because I wanted to know that. Wa- See, I went to Las Vegas last weekend, and I'm probably not going to talk about it at all on this podcast, yes, just because it makes uh, uh, no sense to. Ashley wasn't <laughs> there. Uh, we I watched football and bet on it. I played some craps. That was kind of fun. I played craps for the very first time. And you um, were terrified the whole time. I was scared I was going to get COVID. I had made these plans and reservations before Omicron was uh, really a thing. And now it's very much a thing. And then we all went to Las Vegas. And I hate to hate to say this, folks. And and please do not take this as some sort of like uh, persuasion. It means nothing. None of us got COVID. And it was. uh, Yeah,
1: but you guys were like super paranoid wearing triple masks. All all boosted up. I got to say, Ash,
0: as as paranoid as we were. We would go in that we would go there and then we'd go to a part of the place where we were eating and you just take that mask off. Wow. And you're just kind of like we all kind of resigned ourselves to the fact like, "Eh, I guess everybody's getting COVID. I guess we're going to get Omicron. It's apparently not that bad. So uh, if you're vaxxed and boosted, so I think we'll be okay. This sucks. This is the choice. And then none of us got COVID. I mean, it was crazy. Literally crazy. So, um Yes, that's what I was doing, uh, and uh, want won a little bit of money on the New York Knicks, folks. I won 100 bucks on my New York Knicks. They are on, right now, a three-game losing streak. As a matter of fact, I don't think they've won a game since they won me $100. Wow. So there you go. Um, but uh, Ashley uh, uh, stayed home. And uh, you had your own little adventure here and you're about to tell us about it. Well, I already did. Oh, damn it.
1: Last week's pod, I talked about the flower market. Oh, okay. okay, okay. So that was really the big height of it. And then Sunday I just cleaned. And I mentioned earlier that people were yelling during the playoffs. Yeah.
0: Was that there was there more to that?
1: No, that was it. (laughs) Just like I was cleaning and people would like erupt and yelling. I was like, what's going on? Then I remembered what was happening.
0: And, and you, you had no uh, inclination to try to see, throw on a football game somewhere and try no, to
1: find it. No, uh-uh, because I was watching Love Island season six, which I, I do think I talked about as well last week, which is so fun to watch because everyone is so freaking nice. Yeah,
0: you're watching uh, Yellow Jackets. I'm not.
1: I'm watching Yellow Jackets and it bothers me so much that you're not watching it. Why? Because I think you would really like it. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, I wish Nick was watching this with me. Like I'm constantly feeling. What
0: would I like about it?
1: It is really well done. It's well acted. There are funny parts. There are gory parts. There's suspense. It's just, it's all around a home run of a television show. And I think you'd be into it. I think you'd be, I think it's, you, it has a lot of parallels to Lost, unfor, you know, fortunately. Unfortunately. Fortunately. So it's interesting to be watching Lost, we're finishing Lost tonight, I think.
0: No, I'm probably not going to finish Lost today.
1: Okay, we got like three more episodes I think of I'll,
0: Lost. I probably have one episode in me tonight. I, I'm just not feeling it. Last night I was like, let's do it. And then you were like, "Okay, we'll try." And then we watched one episode, and you fell asleep about a half hour into it.
1: First off, it was a Jacob and his nameless brother, the Smoke Monster episode, and it was just That's like a, a big ass spoiler. Oh, well, the show came out ten, I'd be fifteen pissed. years ago. <laughs> Nick, put a spoiler put okay, a spoiler uh, guys, in the beginning. Guys,
0: do not listen to the last ten <laughs> seconds of this podcast.
1: Um, no, I do really want you to put a spoiler in okay, the beginning. Okay, you got it, you got so it. So <laughs> it was um this episode about like their origin story—it's just about characters I'm not invested in or understand at all. And I was—I made my first mistake was that I laid down, and my second mistake was that I had had a couple of Moscow mules.
0: Yes. Well, the first mistake was the Moscow mules—that that happened. Second, they, that did happen that was, first. That was the second mistake. <laughs> you didn't lay down, and then. But happened. in the
1: order of what was the biggest—the yes. biggest wrong. You know, what was the biggest goof? It was laying down. Should never have laid down. So
0: we do have a couple episodes. We will be done with that. And I can't wait because I have so much TV that I want to watch. We need to watch the last season of Succession. I mean, Ashley needs to watch the last three seasons of Succession. I I assume I'll watch those with her just so I can watch the last season with it. So we're very excited about that. And uh, I actually started watching. It's the second time that I've started watching the show How To with John Wilson. Yep. On HBO Max. Um, and, uh, it is, uh, a really interesting television show. Y'all, y'all watched it. There's now, I guess, two seasons out of it. I've only watched two episodes of the first season and I really enjoyed the first episode of the first season. And the second episode of the first season, I sort of enjoyed, I liked the concept of the second episode of the first season more than the concept of the first episode of the first season. And I watched a couple episodes of that. Yesterday, because Ashley went to go see a uh, friend of the show Julia John's new kitten.
1: Yeah, Julia Johns adopted a kitten. Send her some love.
0: Send her some love, folks.
1: At hey Julia Johns on Instagram.
0: And uh, I was like, you know what? I want to throw on How to with John Wilson, just because I know everybody loves this show uh, that I'm friends with, and I have not watched enough. So I rewatched the first episode, and then I watched the second episode. The first episode is about small talk, Oh, and fun. it's a really fantastic. I mean, this show is incredible. It's it's like all archival footage that uh he basically this guy John Wilson kind of narrates the story that he's trying to tell us, you know, and then he will go and sort of kind of interact with people um, and kind of talk to certain people and and to get his point across, which is very funny, very poignant, and sometimes sad. Uh and uh the first episode has this guy. Well, he goes down, he goes down to Cancun, John Wilson, just to kind of meet people. And uh he has this guy who he meets his guy named Chris and uh, it's just a dude who also went to Cancun by himself but John Wilson is a very sort of mild-mannered I would say nerdy filmmaker guy and also he's my age I saw he he gave when he he needed to give his birth date on the first episode it was 1986 and I was like oh he's my age um, so he's in his mid-30s maybe not the time to go to Cancun during spring break. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy, Chris, he meets, who also goes by himself, is just kind of like a party guy. And he meets up with them like three times at this resort. And this guy, Chris, just kind of gets real sad and serious at a point at the end. And they have like these real this real, like grounded heart to heart at the end of this thing wow. that's like so sad and poignant and kind of funny, but not really supposed to be. And it's incredible. The second episode is just about scaffolding. And he just talks about scaffolding. You get kind of like a little history of scaffolding. He goes to a scaffolding convention. Uh, You know, he, he, it's, it's incredible that that is what the, the concept of the show of the second episode is just scaffolding. And he lives in New York city and is based in New York city. So You know, we've lived in New York City and, uh, you know, scaffolding in Manhattan, scaffolding is on, you cannot be on a a city block in Manhattan without seeing some scaffolding.
1: One might say it's inescapable. It's
0: inescapable, but, you know, there is a street uh, in Manhattan that is dedicated and named after a woman uh, that got hit with a brick from a building and died uh, from a piece of the facade uh, broke off. Their family or whatever sued the city to the point or the city decided that they were going to every five years, every building in Manhattan needs a facade test. And then from that, they invented scaffolding because, you know, scaffolding is there. So when construction happens, that a brick doesn't fall on your head. Right. I never really put that together. I always sort of thought it was more for the construction guys to kind of walk on and, and just have like places to stand I while they're it, no, building. No, I always
1: thought it was like a canopy for pavil- for citizens to walk under. E,
0: I never put that together. I always, I always thought it was more for the construction site rather than for the people walking near the construction site. But it is there to protect us from getting crushed by bricks and stuff.
1: And only that? It doesn't have any sort it, of construction?
0: It is a safety measure. Ah. Because um, when he goes to the scaffolding convention all of these scaffolding people and businesses are all about like safety 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 this is just for your safety when i see good scaffolding i see safety Um, now i did at the end of that episode these are like 25 minute episodes at the end of that episode i would say like maybe ooh, i don't know 19 minutes in i was like let's go i kind of wanted it to be over it was kind of dry and boring towards the end of it um so it did make me stop right there i did not watch the third but i will be watching all of the that is my new thing that i'm gonna throw on is how to with john wilson i i really like here's the other thing that kind of turns me on and kind of turns me off about this show as you know i really like found footage i really like finding like a vhs tape that is kind of out of print or like it's a low like quality release that somebody self released something like one time in New Jersey, we were at this like really eccentric ladies thrift shop. And I found a stand up comedians VHS tape that he was selling after shows that like all of the writing on it was like put on by him with like a label maker. And then I put in the (laughs) VHS tape, The first quarter of it was like a Yankees Red Sox game. So whoever bought it taped over it. And then once that was over in like the second quarter of the tape, uh, it started like mid, like a quarter through this guy's like stand up set, who was like a 90s, like. Road comic. Hockey, New Jersey comedian who was like performing at this kind of infamous comedy club in New Jersey called Rascals. It was so great. And it was like the epitome of like what was wrong with like stand-up in the 90s. And Yeah. I mean, It, it brought was, you a lot of joy, I remember. So I, I remember. I, I savored it. I never watched the whole tape because I was like one day I'm going to watch through this entire thing and enjoy yeah. every moment. I enjoy finding something that some that somebody genuinely puts out there. There is a second... There's, there's a bit of removal and it changes for me when we're watching a comedy television show and the people on the show, the subjects of the show are like not necessarily understanding the fact that they're on something that is like, people are going to laugh at. Ah. So like they interview people in this show sometimes and they're just like, hey, yeah, what's going on? And if it was just that guy's tape that he put out, yes. uh, like in the first episode he goes to to the parking lot of like MetLife Stadium where like WrestleMania was happening that year yeah. and he interviews a guy who cat who who baits child predators online and it's fascinating. He then goes to his pl- house in Pennsylvania and like while the guy's trying to bait like a like a pedophile um and talks to this guy and if that guy just if I found a tape of a guy who was like, I catch child predators. Yeah. And he's kind of a goofy guy, I'm so into it. Where I'm like, this is insane. I love it. The fact that John Wilson found this guy and it's on a sh- like kind of like a hip show on HBO and it's he's there for us to kind of gawk at, but it's through the lens of a guy being like, get a load of this guy. There is a cringe factor for me where I'm like, this fucking guy doesn't know he's being made fun of. Like mm. there is like I-, I feel more guilty about it and i don't like it if it's kind of curated in that way but if i just stumble upon a youtube channel of some raving lunatic who's screaming and yelling i'm like well this guy put it out there for me to look and i found it and i get to laugh at him at the, in the same he doesn't know that i'm laughing at him and he never will
1: now if you had a show okay yeah. where it was your job cuz you're really good at that you're really good at finding interesting bizarre grotesque portraits of humanity okay so like your your one-off vhs's your internet shows you know i'm thinking of one internet show you've shown me a lot of clips from i won't
0: the, i won't ever mention it here because it's yeah. still my personal thing it's I'm, your favorite thing i'm gonna make a copy of it actually pretty soon
1: and it is something that is like it is so unself-aware. it's incredible to watch yes, yes. And now let's say you had a show where it was like your job to introduce your audience to those sort of things, which I think you'd be really good at. Like, cause you're, you find those things. It's just like a part of your everyday life, to be honest. Would you do that? Or would you feel like you were exploiting them? I
0: would do it, but I don't like, so there is a point. So if you talk, there's Tim and Eric, they, for a long time on their awesome show, great job uh found they would go into the books of like just the actors books and pick out like old weird looking guys who are just like looking to be cast as extras and things in hollywood and would make them like the star of their sketch now there's a there's a thing where i'm like oh this guy's creepy that guy's being like paid yeah. And then these guys got really famous like right. for being on Tim and Eric, Tim and Eric. Like there's and then they would give them their own fucking spin off show for a little bit. There was a couple of guys on there who like became like lit like it was everything they ever wanted. You know, like I've been an actor in Los Angeles for thirty 40 fucking years and then like a casting guy from Tim and Eric found me and put me in a sketch and they love me and now I've, I'm I'm in like every other scene for like seasons and like kids know who I am and I'm mm-hmm. on a, I'm like a star of Adult Swim they may not 100% know what's going on but they sort of do because they're saying ridiculous things that's scripted for them yeah. it, in front of green screens they watch the right, thing right and so they kind of like lean into it so There is that where it would be like, okay, it's like these guys, I'm giving these guys what they want. There's a bit of like whack packer-ness from the Howard Stern show where like, yes, these guys are being brought on the radio because they have funny voices and crazy lives, but all they want is fame and they can't wait to get back on the show. Right. It's like a drug to them. Yeah,
1: it's like... Um, to I, the
0: point where you're like, yeah, I'm enabling these crazy people. I need to stop. And that's kind of what Howard does every once in a while. And these people can't handle it. it there is a, a point there.
1: It's a win-win. It's a symbiotic unless a interview, someone gets a little weird.
0: An interview on the street with like a crazy guy and pretending like, Hey, I'm interested in what you're saying. And then like interviewing them. And then a crazy guy like says crazy things. And then I go, that's really interesting. And then I run home and go, I got it. And then I like, you know, get them to sign a waiver. And then we're all laughing about how crazy this person is. And they didn't really make any money and they're not going to be used again. And now they're being kind of like mocked on TV. That's a little different for me. But what I do like is like, like literally called found foot found footage festival and stuff like that, where they just find these things, present them as they are. And we all kind of, as a group go, that's crazy, right? This is really fun. Because, like, now we're just kind of looking at the thing that somebody put out. They wanted people to watch it. They they themselves put themselves on tape and on camera to do this thing for people to watch. It just so happens that it was absolutely ridiculous and, and honestly funny as shit. And so we're all kind of laughing about it in that way. We're laughing at somebody else's art. Sorry, it's subjective. So we're, you know, there is a bit of that. I kind of like that idea. But... I, I don't know if I could go ever go out on the street and find crazy people to interview. Like to me, that's kind of a little bit, you know, exploitive. There there's ex, there's exploitation in all of this. Yeah. But that that part of the 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 John Wilson stuff, the how to stuff, which there really isn't that much of. There's only a little bit of it. Most people, you're just like, yeah, this guy's a fucking asshole. I'm glad you know. We're I'm glad we're kind of making fun of him in a way. There's just a couple of times where I'm like, does this guy know that like it's a comedy show that he's on or whatever? Like, right. The problem is most of the time they do, they don't care and they're very happy to have been a part of it.
1: I only find I have an issue with exploitation and comedy because I do, I do think it happens a lot. I think that, I mean, even you get to your freaking prank shows, I mean, that's like borderline putting people in weird situations who sign okay yeah put me on television that sounds cool but really they're looking like jackasses the only time i find it to be i'm morally against it is when there's deception involved when it's like you are auditioning for this role but like really like we're gonna do blah blah or
0: like some some of the sasha baron cohen stuff feels a little bit like that yeah um like super elaborate pranks yeah you know in that way or like right he's usually making a point though yeah like he's satirizing something or he's like making fun of like racists or like sexists or (laughs) something like there is some stuff where i'm like fuck these people like there's that thing in like did you ever see bruno which is his kind of gay character there is some stuff in bruno that is incredible like there's that where they're doing, like they have the casting director where he want that. There's the, I mean, I don't know. It is pretty bad, but like when the women uh, who were like, they want their baby to be in like a, a Nazi thing. And like, they want their auditioning their baby to be baby Hitler and stuff and they keep pushing it and the women are like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Sign them up like a little baby to have like a Hitler mustache. Oh my
1: God. You
0: know, they're, that's pretty exploitive, but also like these people are insane, Yeah, you know, but I, that would, they would have never brought their kid to this audition if it wasn't an audition already. Do you know what I mean? Stop holding that English patient hat up in front of me. I
1: just turned around and looked at it. It's so good. That English it's a great patient hat. hat.
0: It's a great hat. It looks really cool. It's in such good condition and it fits your head really well. I can't really ask for anything more than that. Yeah
1: thanks babe.
0: Um, But it is my dream to sort of do some sort of uh, it is one of my dreams. I'd like to do a version of like my vlog like on TV like a travel style thing but for me to do the stuff that I like.
1: Yeah Nick are you guys watching Nick's vlogs? They're so fun. Folks, I've, I've
0: transitioned into full vlogger, so for interesting, I've been doing it for months and months now.
1: Name your channel.
0: Oh, you just Nick Maritatos, my name, okay, so you can you find it, and my, the avatar is just like a cartoon version of my face uh, drawn by the wonderful Julia Jones. Wow, um, she
1: gets name checked twice in this she episode. Does. She does. She does. You guys, she got a little freaking kitten on Friday named yeah. Spackle that is so cute. I think she's going to change the name but it's so cute. He's a guy. He's a boy. He's 4 months. And Are you was... four
0: changing names?
1: No. I was like you should keep it cuz I also like the name Speck for a little cat and then you can call him Phil for Phil Specter. I was like you could have a lot of fun here with Speckle.
0: Phil Specter is a little problematic, but Oh, is know. it? Yeah, yeah. Did he
1: do something bad? Yeah,
0: he like uh like he like pulled a gun on somebody and oh. possibly Forced some of these women to sing in his uh, little ensembles or something. Oh my I don't god! Google it. He was kind of a maniac, but she's Louise. Um, he did have that Wall of Sound.
1: Yeah, I never went to it. What? <laughs> the Wall of Sound wasn't What's there. That? I thought you were talking about something that was a.
0: <laughs> no, that's fun though. There no, was... the Wall of Sound is he created like a like a way to record of just and they call it the Wall of oh,
1: Sound. Oh, there was something in Brooklyn that was like under the Brooklyn Bridge that was some sort of. Like immersive sound experience. Oh, that I thought you were talking about.
0: No, no, this is like Phil Spector's like uh, producing. Uh, they it was called the oh. Wall of Sound. Oh, okay. Um, so those records sound good.
1: They do, they do. But yeah, it was a cute little kitten, four months old, crazy diarrhea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, four months old, anything. There's yeah. a lot of diarrhea. I
1: think in there. he was really stressed. You know, he'd been yeah. he'd gone from foster to shelter. Was that
0: when you went over there? Was that day one? Yes. Oh, she had
1: yeah. just gotten him a couple hours ago. And
0: are you and this was yesterday, correct? Yeah. And have you been in contact with her since?
1: Yeah, she said he peed on her bed. <laughs> um, and she's actually she's she's not there right now. She's out with some friends leaving them home yeah i left them home
0: now with a kitten that doesn't know its way around anything do you like create a kitten or something like, no when you're home? you just no. let it just do its thing
1: i mean you know some people would say like keep it in the bathroom till it gets used to the bathroom then keep it in this room that's what we do with lily ba- yeah that's that's what you should do is she doing that uh-uh i didn't tell her to do it though so yeah. that's my fault
0: wow Pete on the bed but a little little kitten that's probably a little squirt
1: yeah it's probably nothing yeah and it's his way of saying like i feel weird you know just want you to know this is strange for me
0: well it's funny because we've had our cat for years and she still pisses weird places sometimes
1: i cannot believe if you do not scoop the litter box twice a day lily will find a weird place to pee and
0: we suspect she may have peed somewhere as we were thrifting today, just yeah. because we accidentally we <laughs> closed accidentally the bathroom closed, closed the door to her bathroom, which is our closet um and uh it's happened before once yeah we, she was we were okay. gone for
1: like six hours and we came uh, home we're like, shit, the litter box door we we're getting some furniture that looks like a like furniture but it's actually a litter box um and that will solve our problem because we'll never close that door again, but we hope cats who don't use their litter box it says they don't use their litter box because of something traumatic happening to them in a litter box and, and which makes it stressful usually they're like there's they were around an unclean litter box at some point or so basically Lily has I think she has PTSD from pet smart
0: you telling me that Lily has PPSD? <laughs> <laughs> folks that's the podcast <laughs> thank you so much for listening uh we had a good time this is good i enjoyed our conversation today. Yeah, normally too. i don't but today i did what huh <laughs> um i like talking about thrifting and and shit like that but folks if you like us do us a favor subscribe to this podcast rate us five stars on apple Podcasts and whatever podcast catcher you're using if there's a rating system go for it like us on soundcloud and also i've said it many times go ahead and subscribe to my youtube channel every thursday around 10 a.m eastern time i drop a vlog uh last week I dropped a vlog where we went to the Rose Bowl Flea Market. Uh before that, uh the week before that, I dropped Disneyland 3. That's what it's called because we've been to Disneyland 4 times and I've vlogged it 3 times. Actually, we've been there 5 times and I've vlogged it 3 times. So. We go
1: to Disney twice a month. Deal with it. And
0: we have to by law. We can't uh- <laughs> be
1: judged for this any longer.
0: So uh that's that's the shenanigans folks we hope you enjoyed the podcast we will talk to you next time goodbye bye